the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. In the challenging times we live in today, we believe that God's Holy Word is the single most important source to all the answers we need and are searching for. Jesus tells us in Matthew 7:24 that anyone who hears his words and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on solid rock. It is our hope with this program to help you grow in your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Lift Up Jesus is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church in Los Angeles, California. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. Take your Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 21. We're in this series, this the last sermon called the Mount Rushmore of Faith. We're looking at the four greatest stories of faith in the Bible. We have a woman of great faith on Mount Rushmore of faith. Women, you should be more excited than that. The only problem, we don't know her name. Because the Bible doesn't tell us her name. So we're just going to give her a name. Is that okay? We're going to call her Faith. Because she's a woman of great faith. It would be difficult to find any person that displays full and complete trust in God more than the widow that we find in Luke chapter 21. It's a familiar story, but I believe you're going to learn some things that you've never learned before. In fact, I'm not even sure you know the story of the widow and the widow's might unless you listen to everything that is shared here today. I believe that everything you hear today will be a blessing uh, to you, and I know that it's good to be blessed by God. Amen? Amen. So take some good notes and follow along if you can. The first major uh, direction that we want to just talk about is that the widow in our story was noticed. Everybody say the word noticed. She was noticed by Jesus. The Bible has a lot to say about widows. In fact, James 1, verse 27 tells us that true religion is this, to look after widows and orphans in their distress. And as we read our text uh, this morning, we're going to see clearly that Jesus himself is paying careful attention to the widow. She is not unnoticed, quite the contrary, Jesus notices everything. Let's read these four verses. They're short verses. And again, some of you know this story. The Bible says, as he looked up, uh, Jesus saw that the rich were putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow who put in two very small 
copper coins. Verse 3, I tell you the truth, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. Now there's three things about this point. Number one, we see that Jesus is watching what we give. We know that to be true. The Bible says he saw the rich putting in their gifts. And then he saw this poor widow putting these two very small copper coins. We know that Jesus sees everything. Can you say amen? The Bible says in Hebrews 4.13, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Job 28, 24 tells us that he, God, views the ends of the earth and he sees everything under the heavens. Job 34, 21 says that he sees our every step. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 21 says, For a man's ways are in full view of the Lord. He examines, just doesn't see, but he examines your every step. So that's not a shocker. I always uh, think of that little boy. He wasn't supposed to get cookies without uh, uh, permission. And he was always sneaking. And he'd climb up in a chair. And he'd reach his hand up on the cook, in the cookie jar. And right before he would take the cookie, he would close his eyes. He just, right, right when he got to the cookie, he'd close his eyes. And he would take the cookie out of the cookie jar. They later discovered that the reason he did that was because he believed deep down that if he closed his eyes, that nobody could see what he was doing. Just so you know, God sees everything we do, including when we eat those extra cookies. Amen. In our text, Jesus saw, the Bible says, the rich giving their gifts. And then Jesus saw the poor widow giving what she gave. So Jesus knows what we give. That's not a shocker. Number two on that, Jesus knows our circumstances. I don't know if you noticed, but in those short few verses, how much Jesus actually knew about this woman. He knows that she's a widow. He knows that she's alone. He knows that she's poor. He knows that she's in the temple. He knows that she's there to worship. He knows that she's giving an offering. He knows the amount of her offering. He knows that it's all she has to give. He knows that it's all she has to live on. He knows all about her circumstances. And in the same way that Jesus knew everything about her, guess what? Jesus knows everything about you. And He knows everything about me. Now that is always a reassuring thought if you're walking in righteousness. But it can be a scary proposition if you're living in sin. It's almost funny that we want God to know our circumstances when we need Him. But whenever we're doing wrong, acting wrongly, behaving wrongly, we don't want Him to know. But it doesn't matter what you want, He sees all and He knows all. Including here today, if you look across this audience, Jesus knows who's married, and He knows who's single here today. He knows if you're rich. He knows if you're poor. He knows if you're healthy. He knows if you're sick. He knows if you're struggling. 
He knows if you're not struggling. He knows if you're here today and you're feeling joyful. He knows if you're here today and you're feeling depressed. He knows if you're doing right. He knows if you're doing wrong. Whatever your situation, whatever your circumstances, uh, He's aware of it. And I would venture to say, if you're here today and you're a widow, if you're here today and you're an orphan, if you're here today and you're all alone, I want you to know that He's actually paying extra careful attention to you. The third thing that we notice here in this first point is that Jesus knows how to measure a thing called sacrifice. Now this is usually the main talking point of this text. It's not the main talking point, but it usually is the main talking point. It's a valid talking point. Later I will tell you the main topic of this, of this story. Jesus again sees the rich giving their gifts. He sees the poor widow, Faith, giving these two small copper coins. His conclusion is, I tell you the truth, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. For all these people gave gifts out of their wealth, but she out of her poverty put in all she had to live on. So he's looking at the level of sacrifice. Now we always think that $1,000 is more than $10 because that's the way you and I think. But that's not the way God thinks. He knows how to measure sacrifice. I heard a story about an uncle who always played the nickel and dime game with his nephew. Whenever the nephew would come over, the uncle would take a nickel and then he would take a dime and he would ask the young lad, which do you want? Of course, the nickel is twice as big as the dime. And so the little boy would always take the nickel and the uncle would always laugh. Every time the nephew visited, the uncle played the nickel and dime game. The boy would always take the nickel and the uncle would always laugh. And one day the little boy's sister, her name was Judy, said, you know you're an idiot. (laughs) And the boy said, why do you say that? She said, well, because the dime is worth twice as much as that nickel. And you always choose the nickel. And the boy said, I know that. And Judy said, well, why do you always choose the nickel then? And the boy said, well, because the first time I choose that dime, he'll stop playing the game and I'll stop getting those nickels. (laughs) That boy was a lot smarter than we thought. But there is a powerful lesson in this story. The rich putting in their gold and their silver and this woman putting in two small copper coins Jesus uses a different value system. It wasn't the size of the gift that mattered the most. It was the size of the sacrifice that mattered the most. Bill Gates is worth a hundred billion dollars. If he gave an offering or a gift of a hundred million dollars, most of us would think that's a lot of money. A hundred million dollars is not even 1% of $100 billion. Do you know what 1% of $100 billion is? Would be $1 billion. He didn't give a billion dollars. He gave $100 million, which is 10% of $1 billion. Now, he gives that gift. It's, it's worth hardly anything to him because he has so much. Now, if you have a hundred thousand dollars 
and you gave $10,000, you'd be giving 10%. Well, in God's uh, system of sacrifice, your $10,000 gift would be far worth more than his gift of $100 million. It's not always what you give. It's what you have left over after you give. Bill Gates still has 99.9% of his net worth. It's the principle we never talk about, that those who give the most might actually be giving the least, and those who give the least might actually be giving the most. Jesus appreciates not just the size of the gift, but the size of the sacrifice, which leads us to a far deeper meaning of this text. Point number two, write this down that the widow's act is noticeably different than the status quo. And what I want to do here is I want to shift gears. Most of you know everything I just said in point one. But I want to shift gears, and I want to tell you the actual story of what's going on. Because again, I'm not sure you know. Because Jesus is really not talking about money He's not really talking about giving. Something far greater is being stressed. Now, Luke records this story. The question is, why? Why does Luke record this story? You'll never fully understand unless you understand what I call the bookends. Everybody say bookends. You all know what bookends are. They hold the books in place. So on this side, there's a bookend, and on this side, there's a bookend. In the middle is the story of the widow and the widow's might. In order for you to understand the story of the widow's might, you have to understand the two bookends. Bookend number one is that the temple had been turned into a den of robbers. I want to show you the photo again that I showed you last week. This was when we were in Israel just a few days ago and we had over 200 people and these are called the southern steps that lead up into the temple these are the original steps they didn't know they were there in recent years they 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 excavated and dug down and they found these steps and they are the original steps that Jesus would have walked up when he went into the temple they are the steps that the Jewish people would have walked up to go inside of the temple. And of course, the temple was the place where they would make sacrifices. The temple was the place where they worshipped. The temple was the place where they gave. The temple was the place where they went to pray. The temple was the place where they went to learn. Now again, Luke is recording this. So you have the four Gospels. You have Matthew, Mark, Luke, in John, Matthew wrote the book of Matthew, Mark wrote the book of Mark, Luke wrote the book of Luke, John wrote the book of John. All four of them are simply writing the story of Jesus from their own perspective. And so each of these writers have different uh, nuances in the letters that they write. Luke, if you, if you study the Gospel of Luke, and you really pay attention, you'll notice that Luke, throughout the entire gospel, he's always writing interesting uh, 
stories and tidbits of information concerning the temple. The temple is all throughout Luke's gospel. You you should read it and mark down every time something's happening in the temple because that's he, he mentions it a lot. For example, this is just, has nothing to do with the sermon. Uh, go to the end of Luke 21, the very last two verses. In fact, I read these two verses, this picture that you're looking at just a few weeks ago. I read these two verses to these people sitting on those steps. Luke records each day. Everybody say each day. It wasn't once a week. It was every day. Jesus was teaching where? So every day, Jesus went up these steps, went into the temple, and he taught. And the Bible says that each evening, he went out and, and to spend the night on a hill called the Mount of Olives. So what we see in that verse is every, not, not once a week, every day, Jesus would walk up those steps, go inside the temple, and teach. And every night, he would come down those steps And he'd go spend the night uh, on the Mount of Olives. And the very next verse says, And all the people, say the word all, they came, they came, they came, they came what? Some of you are not answering. They came what? Oh, they were never late. They were there early. In the morning to hear him where? To hear him where? So it's just, it's just like he's writing this letter and he just has this little tidbit of information about the temple. Okay? And you see that throughout the whole book of Luke. Now, everything in Judaism, everything in Israel took place in this temple. And one day Jesus is up there and he's teaching. Now let's go back to our bookends. The front side Bookend number one, before he gets to this story, is, is how the temple had been turned into a den of robbers. Because it was supposed to have been the place where the Old Testament sacrificial system of having, uh, making sacrifices for, your, for the sins of the people. It was supposed to be a holy place. It was supposed to be a sacred place. It was supposed to be a house of prayer. But it had been turned into a den of robbers where everything that was happening up at the temple had been perverted by the religious leaders, ripping people off, collecting money, fleecing people in order to line their own pockets rather than actually uh, help people grow in their faith and in their walk with God. So right before the story of the widow in Luke chapter 21 Book in number one, Jesus is talking about the religious leaders in this temple. And look at the three verses before Luke 21. So you've got to go up to Luke 20, verse 45. While all the people were listening, Jesus said to his disciples, Beware of the teachers of the law. They like to walk around in flowing robes. They love to be greeted in the marketplaces and have the most important seats in the synagogue and the places of honor at banquets. And verse 47, the verse right before the story of the widow and the widow's might, Jesus says, they, the teachers of the law, 
They devour widows' houses. And for a show, they make lengthy prayers. Such men will be punished most severely. So the first bookend is judgment and punishment to be thrust upon the religious leaders and the lawyers who somehow were ripping off widows and acting like they were spiritual in the process. Twisting the laws, twisting the rules to swindle people in order to line their own pockets. Look at those two verses again. Beware of the teachers of the law. They like to walk around in flowing robes, love to be greeted in the marketplaces, have the most important seats in the synagogues, places of honor, banquets, and they devour widows' houses, and for a show, they make lengthy prayers. Such men will be punished most severely. That's bookend number one. The religious leaders should have been looking after the widows in their distress. But the temple had lost its purpose. It was supposed to be a house of prayer, and they had turned it into an extortion racket. The temple was no longer bringing people closer to God. Instead, it was actually keeping people away from God. It was as though if you want to get close to God, you have to pay to pray. Book in number one. Then Jesus tells the story of the widow and the widow's might. But what's the second book in? Right after that story, write this down. Jesus announces that the temple is soon to be destroyed. That is an interesting, interesting bookend. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We have a special gift for everyone listening today to help with your daily Bible reading. It's our Anchored Journal, a complete 365-day Bible reading guide and journal that will help you stay connected to God's Word throughout the coming year. It works with any version of the Bible you are currently reading. The Anchor Journal comes in a choice of colors and can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. It's as simple as calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. You won't want to miss out on this limited time offer, so be sure to call right now. Our number again is 888-818-4777. The Anchor Journal can also be found on our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Get yourself anchored to God's Word with your personal anchor journal today. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. 
That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing, Rediscover a Simpler Faith in Our Complicated World. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, One Thing. These scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. Hello, friends. My name is Dusty Frizzell, and I want to invite you to our Thursday night service at Shepherd Church. That's right. We're adding a fourth service. Worship service starts at 7 p.m., and it's for all ages. We'll be following the same sermon series as the weekends, and you'll hear from myself, from some of my friends, and even from Pastor Dudley. So if you'll be gone on a weekend or you just want to open up some seats for others on the weekends, Join us on Thursdays at 7 p.m. I hope to see you there. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.